0: Karen Whitlow from the Markout Movie Podcast. Today, I'm doing a brand new show um, called Book V Movie, where we compare books to the film version of its, um, you know, the film version of itself. So in this case, we're going to be doing Ready Player One, <clears throat> which I did an audio book. Uh, most of the times in this, I will be doing audio books now, Brandon. He'll probably if he does any of these episodes, he'll take to the read, read the actual paperback or uh, hardback or whatever the tangible version and compare it to the films. Me, I'm um, an uh, audio type of a learner. I, I see it. Uh, I see the scene unfold that way. So we're doing Ready Player One today. Uh, so the book, <clears throat> the novel Ready Player One, written by Ernest Cline. Came out in 2011, um, published by Random House. It's about Ready Player One, it's a 2011 science fiction novel and the debut novel of American author Ernest Klein. The story is set in Dystopian 2045, follows the protagonist Wade Watts um, on his search for an Easter egg in a worldwide virtual reality game, discovery of which will lead him to the inheritance of the creator's fortune. <coughs> On Goodreads, it's 4.3 out of 5. 94% of Google users like the book. Now, the movie came out in 2018, the film adaptation of the of the novel. Um, and it is, um, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. And it's sort of similar uh, as the synopsis. 2045, the planet is in the brink of chaos and collapse, but people find salvation in the oasis and expansive virtual reality universe created by eccentric uh, James Holiday. When Holiday dies, he promises his immense fortune to the first person to discover a digital Easter egg hidden in somewhere in the Oasis. So, <clears throat> the movie has 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomato. It also has a, a, a fresh, certified fresh um, rating. Uh, 64% of Metacritic and 92% of u- Google users enjoy the film. Now, the book and the film is uh, there's a lot of differences between the two uh, mediums in which it is, uh, you know, displayed on. The book <clears throat> takes place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, so, spoilers. So, the book takes place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Wade Watts lives in these um, these uh, mobile homes, essentially. Instead of a, it's like a trailer park, but a trailer park is stacked on top of each other like apartment buildings, uh, and uh, it's called the stacks. So, um, in there, most people spend most of the time plugged into the Oasis. But in his home, he uh, he lives with his aunt and several other people, her boyfriend and several other scumbag characters. Like five people live in that. Uh, his apartment alone, um, which that uh, we don't hear much about the other people in the apartment, mainly about the aunt and the boyfriend. Um, but <clears throat> there is also an older lady that lives like on the bottom level or near the bottom level of the stacks. <clears throat> I'm sorry for clearing my throat, guys. Um, who lives on near the bottom level of the stacks and, um, I'm going to try to get her name for you. Um, she, uh, her name is, let's see, Mrs. Gilmore. All right. So the, um, in the, uh, sex Wade is in this, in the book, Wade is more of a plumpy, heavy set white kid, um, uh, you know um and uh he uh goes to a nearby uh junkyard i guess is where his his uh, hideout is and that's where he plugs into the oasis and he spends most of his times uh, in the oasis cuz the reality he's poor he lives in a bad neighborhood where uh, crime happens and death is danger at, at every turn he can be robbed so many things can happen um <clears throat> but he plugs into the Oasis as his avatar. Um, uh, man, uh, the avatar's name is uh, Parzival. Um, or sometimes he's called Z. Um, but uh, Parzival, um, which is um, an, a character based off of Kings After Court. I, it's some the it mentions it in the book and also in the uh movie, but he spends his time plugging to the oasis there he has a best friend with a Chester grin named h uh h is like a high level gunter a gunter or gunters are people that uh hunt for the easter egg uh from um they hunt for um holiday's egg uh inside the game uh the gunters or egg hunters gunters is what they call them Says the, the short term uh they are all you know they have a like a code and stuff like that some people clan up some people do solos um and uh h and uh Prozerval pretty much do solo missions uh another high level gunter is artemis the female gunter uh and then uh there's other gunters sorrento and um um there's Sorrento and Daito. Or no, there's, uh, no, there's Daito and Shoto uh, in the book. In the movie, there's Sho and Daito. They change the ethnicity of Show from Japanese to Chinese. And, and so make him Show instead of Shoto. Which is... Um, they together sums, sums up the two weapons of samurai Which is pretty pretty cool. Um, and In um, you know, the book... Uh, the big differences are like the gate. Uh, in order to uh, uh, pass a level, essentially, you got to get the key and then, pa- and then clear the gate. And once you get the key and clear the gate, you can move on to the next level and start getting uh, your clues and stuff for the next, try to find the next uh, uh, key to clear the next gate. So it's not just um, simply find the key and that's one of the big differences between the book and the movie In the movie essentially all you have to do is find the three keys to uh, beat the game to you know and and the book is longer because you you know get a key and then it might take you a, a time or two to try to beat the level or clear the, clear the gate as soon as you clear the gate then you move on to the next thing um, sometimes it takes you you're stumped and maybe there's distractions in life and things like that that can keep you from getting uh, uh, beating that level that you are on. <clears throat> Another big difference in the book, Wade doesn't find the key immediately. Um, he's uh, he's uh, in the book. He's on he's in a classroom on, on Luma, is the name of the uh, planet that is a uh, like they have schools. Everybody, everything, pretty much is. Inside the Oasis, you can go to work in the Oasis, you can, uh, you know, uh, have, you know, affairs in the Oasis as ha- suits that allow you to feel sensations in the Oasis and things like that. But also you go to school in the Oasis and you uh, instead of going in the real world, you go to this virtual school and you learn from a virtual teacher that has an avatar as well. Uh, but you gotta do it and if you don't uh, if you're if you're registered if you don't or you you know fail then you can be kicked out of the oasis and have to give back to your uh your oasis uh set so um yeah that's that's a big difference um so Wade spends his time in school uh now in order to beat or to to find an aide, you got a you gotta um you gotta become a fan, essentially, of everything. Holiday was a fan of, so Holiday liked Monty Python. You gotta learn Monty Python. He liked Lady Hawk. You gotta love, love that movie, Lady Hawk. He liked uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He liked video games and music. You gotta essentially become as obsessed a fan of these of this of eighties culture. It's I would say seventies and eighties cultures, and even nineties cultures a little bit in order to beat the game. And so, uh, and then people like Wade ends up loving this stuff. He ends up loving the eighties, loving this, uh, the pop cultures and stuff like that. And that's what this book appealed to me about because I really enjoy uh, that culture because I grew up in the eighties. I grew up in, 19. I was born in 1980. So I remember a lot of this stuff. Um, So the, um, he's on Luma in the book. In the novel, and uh, eventually he uh, thinks about the riddle, uh, the first riddle, and realize, oh man, maybe he meant for students to find it. And he, uh, now you can't just leap and go anywhere in Oasis. You gotta have so, certain credits or certain levels to go to certain places. But uh, uh, he uses a, uh, uh, a sporting event. In order a school sport event in order to go to the next place in order to find the first uh, find the first code or first key and gate, which is essentially a Dungeons and Dragons type of scenario. And he goes and he fa- faces uh, like a crypt king. now I'm not a, I'm not familiar with D&D. I apologize. So I'm not going to butcher it or even attempt to. But he has to play them in Joust. Joust is a video game I remember from the Atari growing up. It was one of my favorite video games uh, where you're riding on a giant ostrich or you're riding on a giant uh, stork. And uh, there's there's a Joust and it's flying. I just like flying. I would fly off the screen onto the next screen. That was I don't even think I played it the way I was supposed to play it. But that's pretty much what I did with it. But I remember that. So it was kind of cool to see that they brought out Joust in, the, in that. Now, the movie, uh, there is no... You see posters of Joust and things like that. You might see the uh, Joust thork or Ostrich in one of the battle scenes somewhere. But it's no doesn't play a big, heavy role in it. Um, but, yeah, so Parcival ends up beating and clearing the first gate runs He runs into Artemis Artemis then um uh, they blink and they start talking and you know flirting or whatever and then eventually Artemis realizes that Parcival cleared the first gate and is the highest leader on the scoreboard as a leaderboard essentially and he is the like there was nobody on there he's the first name to appear on there. he's becomes a celebrity um long story short, he goes to clear multiple gates. Uh, throughout the the movie, the book, uh, also um, <clears throat> is threatened by I.O.I. and uh, and Sorrento, who is the leader of the of I.O.I. He's like their vice president or something like that. But he has people above him. But essentially, uh, threatens him and says, if you don't help us to clear the gate and get the key to the next two rounds or whatever, then we're gonna blow up, you, blow you up, and kill you. And just unfortunately, uh, Wade wasn't home when they detonated the stacks and killing people. Now in the book, it actually literally kills most a lot of people in the stacks, including uh, Mrs. Gilmore, the very nice Miss Gilmore, uh, and his aunt. Which Wade was really close to his aunt and stuff like that. And so he ends up uh, storing uh, money, moving, moving to Columbia, Columbus, uh, Ohio. Uh, where it kind of where the IOI is and then also where uh, the game system was created at and he gets an apartment and he rents and he lives there six months by himself with only company is Max Headroom from uh, from the Max show uh, from the 80s as is his, like AI the um, virtual assistant but yeah so at the same time he you know finally clears game now something is pretty cool about the book version is um like when they're when he's clearing a uh a gate some of the gates they clear like second gate takes him into the video the movie war games where he's literally matthew broderick now i can understand why the movie couldn't do this not only time restriction but uh you know, property uh, rights, you know, you don't have the rights to a lot of, a lot of these properties. Uh, so, um, you see war games as a, like he's in war games and, he's, and he's literally going through the line for line of war games. He's playing, it's like, he's playing the movie, which is, that would be a pretty dope, dope concept of a game and have you to go through the whole game as the character the main character, and if it's not your character, then uh, you're a fly on the while watching two people like a cutaway scene in a video game, but you got to nail the uh, nail the lines perfectly uh you get bonuses if you uh use the same inflection or uh, neurosis you know uh Matthew Broderick has a neurosis what type of speak way of speaking at times um but yeah it. That was pretty cool, man. And uh so I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it comes up later on like that and it was uh but it was uh it it was uh Monty Python in the third third gate. Uh but he eventually also falls in love with Artemis and he's wanting to have a relationship with Artemis and essentially he stops focusing so much on the mission and focusing on her and he uh, loses his st- and they break up and he just uh, does little things and not paying attention. Next thing you know IOI and uh, Sorrento is making the climb to be number one on the leaderboard or you know uh, taking over spots so they gotta get their head back in the game and while um, they're trying to uh, do this at the same time uh, Shoto and uh, uh, Daito and Shoto, uh, they are um, essentially going on a mission to try to clear a gate, get a key, get weapons, and things like that. Um, And you can show in the novel how they all form more friendships and things like that. Um, But they uh, Shoto or Daito is killed uh, like IOI breaks into his apartment and throws him off the balcony and uh, throws him out his window, essentially, and kills him. He like falls 47-something stories to his death. And so it looks like he just commits suicide, and that's what they made it look like. Um, which, Ed infuriates uh, Z, or uh, Parzival, that infuriates him, infuriates uh, Daito. Uh, and um, and he uh, lets the other people kind of know what happened too. Uh, but the way that um, Percival or Wade finds out what all IOI has done is he essentially uh, changed his identity, uh, then stacked up uh, things, you know, like he essentially had to go into becoming an indentured uh, or indentured servant in order to pay off his wages. Uh and so in the movie it's called loyalty. Loyalty. Um they they are assigned to the loyalty center, which means that essentially the same thing, you work it off your debt. But in this he uh he pretty much becomes a uh he pretty much becomes customer service. And what's so crazy about this is him describing what it's like being customer service. It's very similar to what it's like being customer service for me and my my actual job. Um, thirty-minute breaks, fifteen-minute, thirty-minute lunch breaks, fifteen-minute uh, breaks. You can take quick restroom break, perhaps, uh, but mainly you're stuck there, talking to customers that don't know how to order certain things or what to do with certain things, and he just pretty much has to. Uh, it's just it sounds so sad and devastating, and it's crazy because doing customer service. Man, it can it can it can be sad and devastating too, man. So I understand that, um, completely understand that. And uh, so I thought that that was really really interesting in the uh, book. Um, but then uh, he essentially does all this, goes through all this in order to. And I'm just skimming over stuff. I'm hitting some of the spoilers. I'm not getting this because the book, the novel, is so deep. Um, with so much more references and stuff like that and so um uh he uh essentially he goes into uh he essentially infiltrates it and worms uh breaks through the firewall gets their files and things like that and uh he's leaving he's fleeing and he's and then he uh is trying to get somewhere and get plugged in uh, he goes to this uh little uh I guess cafe and where he plugs in and uh and uh rents out a booth. You know, while he's there. Essentially uh Ogden Ogden Morrow, who is the other co founder of Oasis, uh essentially, who still lives, uh, finds them finds him and finds the other remaining high five that are still living. Um that was the people that was on the leaderboard of being Parzival, Artemis, H, Daito, and Shoto. Um, he finds them and uh, offers to fly them all to his uh, home in Oregon uh, so that they can complete, finish completing and, com- and being safe, not to worry about IOI coming and trying to kill them in real life. Uh, so, so they. Um, essentially get get out there and uh that's when he discovers the reality of h who h really is i don't want to go into real big spoilers because you know um i don't really want to i don't i want you to see these stuff or read this stuff um but yeah it's just um it was really good i don't want to go into all the different details and stuff uh, on this because once again i don't want to spoil everything for you um but essentially, the I guess I have already spoiled some stuff for you because I told a major character his death. But, um, all right, I guess full spoilers. So, uh, he finds out that H is really a woman, uh, and a black woman, actually, uh, she's a lesbian woman, um, who, uh, you know, they are awkward. He feels betrayed at first. This is I'm talking about Percival feels betrayed at first, but then they fall back into line and they start. It seems like they've been friends for Lord knows how long. And you could tell that they've been friends. And so they get to um, his uh, augments house and sees all of uh, holidays. Old video games that he uh, willed to uh, um, uh, Mr. Morrow uh Augie, og um and so he they see all those but then they uh realize that um uh, what's name's there Artemis who is Samantha uh Artemis uh, in real life has uh, a birthmark over her face and so she always thought she's ugly because of that um and then uh Shoto uh show in the movie is a is like 11 or 12 year old kid um, and so they, uh, all go to, they all go into the rigs and get ready to go and try to fight. Now at the same time, Sorrento and the IOI has already, the Sixers essentially, they've all found where the last key and gate is. And it's at, a, it's, castle that, uh, um, that, uh, holiday are Uh, anorak uh, created and um, they put like a force field over it to keep out all other um, all other uh, gunters and stuff like that from trying to get in there and so um, a uh, uh, Z Parzival sends out a message saying hey anyone that is a gunter we need to stand up and take out IOI and beat him and meet me here and da 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 da. We're gonna fight. Now, same time, they all competed in this in the second challenge and cleared the second gate. All everyone that cleared the second gate got a robot. The robot you choose, you can choose turn into that robot at one point and fight. And so, uh, uh. Uh, and then there's another mission where uh, back when Daito and Shoto and uh, uh, Parzero they went on in the novel to uh, uh, they uh, they got an Ultraman uh, Ultraman outfit to turn into the Ultraman, and so that's something that comes up later on. Uh, so, but you can only be Ultraman for three minutes, which is a deep cut because on the TV show Ultraman can only fight for three minutes. Or he will uh, be paralyzed forever. Something like that. Uh, which I learned about. It kind of made me want to watch that show. Uh, and then movie that that's on Netflix. Kind of get into that. So. Um, so then. They all show up. Uh, Sorrento is Mega Godzilla. Uh, and then. Um, everybody else shows there. Whether it's Gundams. Or whatever else. Uh, is their uh avatars essentially. Yeah, and um, and they're trying to beat him and clear the gates and uh get in there, get in the castle, storm the castle. Uh the only way they can get in and break the force field is that uh Persero, uh planted a essentially a virus. And with well, this virus is a drone and he had the droid go uh unconspicuously up to the top level where the uh wizard is that's casting the spell to keep the force field up and uh blow him up and that knocked down the field and everybody got to charge and uh and everybody's fighting Gunthers is fighting uh sixers uh, uh mega godzilla is destroying people lighting them killing them and then uh gundams is fighting it's really really impressive uh I forget what what uh uh Voltrons out there but Voltron doesn't get to form. Uh it's so many different pop culture characters there. Um but then uh essentially um they uh fight, and they fight and uh uh they they uh, end up uh so uh parts he sees that uh he just killed Shoto uh, yeah Shoto uh, just virtually not in real life uh, uh, so Sorrento kills Shoto um, and from there he decides he needs to uh, humiliate him on a public s- stage, so he turns into Ultraman and destroys Godzilla, defeats Godzilla, runs into the gate. And all three of them, so in this version, all three, three remaining, three remaining people have to go into the gate. In this case, we have Perzival, Artemis, and H. They all go in, they have to clear the gate. And, um, in order to clear the gate, you know, it's like a schoolhouse rock thing. And so they got to say something and, and turn the keys together at the same time, um, but before they could enter the gate, enter the door, essentially, uh, uh, Sorrento had them de- uh, go ahead and he, he had a, catap- a cataclysm bomb or something like that that would destroy everything, including the owner, and destroy everything. And so they destroyed everyone and everybody died and cashed out. Everybody died. But then Parzival had an extra life. And he didn't even realize he had extra life. So He got the extra life because he had a perfect score on Pac-Man beating uh, Holiday Score, the perfect game. And so he had the extra life. Didn't even think about it. And um, but he's but he's just his default avatar doesn't have weapons or anything. But he sees that people's weapons and stuff like that was laying uh, on the ground. The uh, things that wouldn't disappear. He grabs those and goes in to the gate and tries to uh and starts trying to defeat uh that at the same time sixers that were safe radius away from the blast starting to come back in there and they're starting to try to get get in and clear the gate as well the final game to face the fight is uh a game called uh that game is I'm trying to remember the name of it It's a game I've never played. Tempest. Tempest. So, they're trying to face Tempest and fight Tempest and do all that. And then from there, he beats Tempest and goes into the next gate, essentially. Uh, And the next gate is... um, The next gate is actually Monty Python. So, he has to rehearse all the lines of Monty Python. And uh, he's in Monty Python. And uh, he knows it because that's his favorite show. And so... At the same time, Sorrento, who has taken over one of the uh, other IOI, IOI operators, Sixers uh, avatars, is trying to come in and fight and trying to win, you know, uh, beat him. But he ends up beating them. He ends up beating them and surviving. And he is now the champion and he has Oasis. I'm talking about Parzival. He has Oasis. And. Uh, before he decides what he's going to do with Oasis, uh, he meets holidays, uh, virtual holiday and stuff like that. And he, he tells him more about what he has, what the power he has. He essentially turns to this, his his avatar turns to a wizard form of, uh, of Parzival. He's more like a wizard, wizard Parzival, and who uh, he radi he destroys instantly all the uh, other iOS Sixers, um, iOS Sixers, I mean. Um, and, uh, he does this easily, brilliantly, and, uh, he gives H, uh, Artemis, and show or Shilta, Shilta their avatars back, and so they are resurrected into the game, and, um, uh, when he unplugs, he essentially goes to meet, uh, Artemis, or Samantha, in real life, And they have awkward talk. And then finally kiss. And he says the book ends on him saying, uh, for the first time in my life, I don't feel like logging into the Oasis. Uh, You know, I'm not in a hurry to log into the Oasis or something like that. So, yeah, it's a good little novel. Now, the book, the movie obviously can do all that the movie, uh, instead of having the first gate be Dungeons and Dragons, uh they made made a race game. A race game where you see the uh, he's in the DeLorean. Now his DeLorean in the book has the ghostbuster stick on it. It has the light from Kit on it. Uh it also has some more little uh hybrid it's a hybrid uh DeLorean. Um and then uh you also see Bigfoot, uh the monster truck. You see a lot of different vehicles the, the van from uh, a team you see a lot of different vehicles and, and so that right doing this race essentially um he realized that holiday wants him to go back so he goes backwards and he safely gets the first key and then from there they try to find out where the second key is uh Artemis gets the second key uh, first and then he gets the second key but they they are working together, and they and Artemis wants him to succeed and win. Now in the book, Artemis never really wants Wade to win. She wants to win. She wants to beat him. And it was Wade who was more the rebel, a revolutionary, and Artemis isn't. Uh, so they try try to shift the dynamic that way. Um, and uh, and then also it seems like everyone of the high five live in Cleveland, where, uh, or live in Columbus, whereas in the book they live all over the place uh artemis lives in canada you know and uh will whedon also is reading the book and will whedon is featured in both the book and the movie in a sense of uh who he represents who he is to the whole fandom you know scenario so in the book in the movie i felt like the conclusion of it with wade obviously winning um I thought that that was good. I thought that the epilogue was better, because uh, we know that from the epilogue that he he said he's going to share. They are going to co-run the Oasis. All the High Five is going to run the Oasis, uh, and so he's going to share his power with them, essentially. And then Og. he had on as a, a advisor indefinitely. And he, uh, wants to be paid just 25 cents. Uh, you know, which is, you know, cause the guy's a billionaire anyway. So he knows he doesn't need the money, but yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's, I thought that the movie did a really good job with trying to fit everything back in together. Although, uh, I hate it in the book where, uh, Daito dies. I think uh, in the movie, I'm glad that Daito survives, uh, uh, Although I think that whenever they're talking about we've lost lives of people, they zoom in on Daito's face uh, to symbolize that in the book he dies, but in the movie he does not. So uh, I thought that was kind of kind of awesome, but yeah. I, uh, now my rating. So book, I give that a four. I give that a Three point five out of five. Uh, well, no, I give it a four point five because I was really engaged with the book. Uh, I was really wanting to see where it, the story goes. Uh, who you know, I was getting frustrated. I lost sleep thinking about the book. I felt like every time I re- uh, listed the audio book that I was actually plugging into the Oasis. That I was going into a different world and living through an avatar. My avatar in this case is Wade Wilson. Wait 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 what slash um Percival. Um I saw so I really enjoyed the book. I thought the the book was excellent. Um the movie I, I love the movie. I'm gonna give it a five because I just love the I love Ready Player One. I love all the you know, it's it's fan service and I'm a fan and I'm okay with it. I enjoy the fan service there it gives me. Um the kid that they got to play uh Wade uh Wade Watts uh was good. Uh Ty Sheridan, um Olivia Cook did good as Artemis, Ben uh Mendelsohn was Sorrento. It seemed like some like a Sorrento. Uh Lena Wati. Lena Wati. Uh, uh she played uh, H and Helen. T J Miller is I Rock. Um yeah, T J Miller. He was pretty funny. Now, in the book, in the novel, rock was just an annoying gunter, wannabe gunter, essentially, and that just blabbed with big mouth and so who Wade's real identity is. And this, he was like a straight-up mercenary dude that, uh, you know, has collected a lot of junk over the years and, uh, you know, and uh, knew and was like, was actually he was like Sorrento's best friend almost his number one hitman type of thing in the virtual world um and then uh let's see Philip uh, Zao is show uh when Murasaki is Daito and then Hana John Kamen is Fanal Zendor so she is uh somebody just for the movie she wasn't in the novel at all and other people uh, but man I just the movie I really enjoyed I really uh, enjoyed the uh, like the Easter eggs uh, like you can watch that movie over and over again and you'll see something different every time I love that uh, we had a CGI Chucky that was great it was a great little moment of Chucky uh, Chucky murdered a lot of those Sixers man it's great. great um, I seen Jason Voorhees I seen uh, I seen a not I know that it was supposed to be Freddy Krueger, but it had he had two two gloves on, both hands. That's not Freddy, but yeah, it was, I I get what they was doing, but that wasn't Freddy. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was it was a fun movie, man. I I suggest you watch it. Uh, versus Mo, which one wins for me? For this uh book book v movie, does the book win? Does the movie win? In my opinion, the movie wins. Uh. The things that they cut out of the book for the film is okay. Only thing that the book, the movie didn't, I felt like they rushed was the love relationship between, uh, the love relationship between, uh, Parzival and Artemis or Wade and Samantha because they, in the book, they had a little bit more time to do that. Now, the movie, uh, one thing that they didn't have in the novel but they had in the movie is the shining uh, shot for shot remake that Spielberg does. It's great. If Spielberg directs a shining, that's what you get right there. It was excellent. It was great. Um, Yeah. So that's my quick. It's not quick. It's like almost 40 minutes. That's my uh, first episode of book V movie. Uh, Next, I'm going to try to listen to Stephen King's Mist, uh, Mist, and then compare it to the book uh, or compare it to the movie. And uh, from there, you know, other titles in the future, I'd like to do uh, one for Joe Hill as well. So uh, yeah, now if you have any suggestions of books that I should listen to, be on audio because I, I like audio books. That also have a film counterpart. Please let me know uh, on our social media pages: uh, Rev A Rock on Twitter, uh, the Real Brand, uh, Brandon Creek, Brandon's Creek, I think, on Twitter. Uh, and then mark our movie pod on Twitter, and then we have a Facebook page as well. Once again, this is Aaron Whitlow, and this has been the very first inaugural episode of Book v Movie: Ready Player One. Thank you very much.